can I adjust the table a little bit closer? Is that? Yeah, you can pull it closer to you. So that's it. That's all I needed to do because then I can balance the phone on the edge of there. And I'm balancing the phone here. Because we're definitely not trying to charge two phones on very short wires. No, from opposite sides of the room. <laughs> around the virtual campfire. <laughs> A.K.A. our kitchen table. Well, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, because it's on all mod cons, you campfire. know, yeah, fully, yeah. fully equipped, uh, modern day thing in the campfire. So the logs upon which we sit around the campfire, warming our knees, um, warm knees, warm knees, warm knees. Uh, are equipped with um, uh, power outlets, so we can charge our <laughs> phone. You see, it's a proper 2018. <laughs> You know, this is the future. We live in the future. <laughs> Time was, you wouldn't be able to plug a, 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 a phone, you know, a into phone or, a, or a lamp, you know, or an iron or something. A hairdryer, a pair of straighteners. You couldn't plug those into the log around your campfire. Now you can. It'll, okay. be ro it'll be robots next. The robots will take over. If disguises logs around campfires. Probably. We heathens are doomed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll not be able to tell the difference. Yeah. There are many models. Oh, dear. And they have a plan. They have a plan. It's not... to masquerade as logs. <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind of Transformers ever. <laughs> oh, dear. The... They'll never see us. We'll just hide in this big stack of lugs by this sawmill. <laughs> Everybody Soon. out! It's closing time! And that goes for you two idiots with your eyes shut behind the sheet of glass. Soon the age of bark has come. <laughs> he wrote some good tunes. <sighs> he did. He did that whole one with the cannons in. That was quite good. Did he? Yeah. I thought that was him. Which one was that one? The 1812 Overture? Yeah. That was, uh... That was, uh... Schrodinger's dog? Schrodinger's dog. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't ah. remember who wrote the 1812. Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's Overture, yeah, was and was not composed by Bach. Whoa. Oh, you see? It's pretty deep. Yeah. World lines. Feynman diagrams. All that. I have no idea what any of that means. Wait, is a Feynman diagram a picture of Jason Momoa? A Feynman diagram? <laughs> With little, la little know, labels pointing to... I could to so do that kind of <laughs> diagram. Not that kind of diagram. Okay, no, fine. Like, I don't know. Okay. <sighs> Hang on a minute, I'm just dealing with the imagery of Jason Momoa. <sighs> Steady on. Breathe. Okay. 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 Better now. Yeah.
Welcome, lovely listeners, around the virtual campfire. Oh, we're campfire. recording, aren't we? We are recording. Welcome, lovely listeners, around the virtual campfire. Hello. Come on in, grab a coffee, beverage of choice. Pull up a Cylon, sit down. <laughs> oh, dear. I've been watching too much of that program. I can tell. Pull up a log, have a gorilla. You've just found all the rum in your I coffee. I found the rum in my coffee, yes, that's... <laughs> That's rather um... <laughs> And tonight, Matthew, I'm playing <laughs> the rum powered druid. It's a de- <laughs> derivative of the coffee powered druid. Only it's... slightly stronger and more giggly. It's been one of those months. It has been one of those this months. This month I'm a rum powered druid. Yeah. I don't I don't recommend it, obviously, you know, everybody stay on the straight and narrow. Well Well, alright, the narrow. <laughs> <laughs> As straight as I've ever been. Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> we can't record. We can't broadcast this. Yeah, we can. No, we can't. We'll yeah, get we into can. trouble. <laughs> if they don't know us by now. I know, but oh dear. Welcome, lovely listeners, around the virtual campfire. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the thirty-ninth Hunger Games. No, wait. <laughs> I always get those cards mixed up. Effie, is give it me the 39? Card. Yes. We're on 39. 39. That means the next one's a quarter quill. <laughs> Does it? I thought quarter quills were every 25. I, I I'm confused. I was, I was making further hopeless references. Oh, lovely listeners. There was something following that sentence and I've lost it. Never mind. Um, we were going to do a frith cast on something. We were. Going to do a frith cast on something, I think we probably ought to do an introduction first, especially if you're joining us for the first time, because we know we have new lovely listeners coming in every couple of episodes or so. Other people come in and sneak up around the virtual campfire and come and listen to us prattle on, which is fabulous if you're we new. Love it. Shiny, shiny welcomes to you. We love it. Just squidge on in, everybody will budge up a bit. And if you're, it's great. If, you're, if you've been with us for a while, obviously shiny welcomes to you as well. Also good. You don't yes. get less welcome because you're not... I don't want to say you're not new. That sounds a bit... Yeah. I mean, you're not old. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you've been with us for a while. I don't want you to feel that you're less welcome than the people who've just joined us. Although they are obviously very welcome because they've just joined us. And I don't know where I'm going with this. But... Um, Lovely listeners, what Kate means to say is... Thank you very much for listening. That's the one. Good night. No, wait. No. We haven't done the episode. We haven't even said hello yet. Oh, I'm sorry. The <laughs> other good night. I thought when you said thank you very much for listening, I thought that was like that was like it. No, we were just going to go you know, start with a thank you for listening for the lovely listeners. Anyway, to be fair, anybody who's new to new to this has probably listened to this last five minutes and gone, "I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check, please. I am gone. For those of you who still left around the virtual campfire, I am Suzanne Martin. This is my bit. Isn't it? This is your bit. And I am. Um, Kate, and I'm a druid of a sort kind of thing. Usually coffee powered. With coffee. With rum in it. <clears throat> Please drink responsibly. Always point the horn, point of your drinking horn downwards. This is the responsible thing to do. Okay, so, welcome to episode 39. We're being a bit dark and gritty this time, aren't we? Oh no, we're getting in with the... Well, that's yeah. just the colour of your coffee, to be fair. <laughs> 
my coffee how I like my women. Dark and gritty. Dark, gritty, strong, and with a spoon stood straight. <laughs> a mug of your finest hot water with brown grit in it. Unless if by some miracle your coffee shop has started selling coffee. <laughs> this is Megan. <laughs> okay. Did you want to do a frith cast? I did. I wanted to take a big deep breath because I'm going to go a little bit serious tonight and okay. let it out. Whew, there mm. we go. So, we've had... We, we do do a bit of geekery, but occasionally we do a little bit of serious too. Okay. So, we recently did a two-part story time on Thor's journey to Utgard with Loki and Thing 1 and Thing 2. I remember them well, Thing okay. 1 and Thing 2. Yep. And then last episode we looked at musical kennings about putting together playlists yep. that evoke gods, goddesses, events, places that you can use as a way of creating a, a sound meditation, if you like, yeah. to help you focus on all the things. Mm. So we're not going to continue either of those things on this episode, because a lot of our episodes stand alone. Occasionally we get a two-parter, but... Mostly they just lie in a corner gibbering, but... Yeah, fair play. I'll give you that one. That was, <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> that was bad. That was so bad. I'm sorry. No, you're not. So we thought we'd step things up a little bit today and talk about those of us that cast runes use them for oracular practice, mm -hmm. use them to self-reflect, use them to throw up questions and queries and thoughts about ourselves, about our own characters, about our own situations. Okay. So what I wanted to do was look at when you cast rooms for yourself, there are in general no ethics to approach because you are doing the casting and you are in full knowledge of what that will do and how it will happen. Yeah. But I wanted to look at what happens with the ethics when you start involving somebody else. When you start casting runes for somebody else, okay. either because you've offered or because they've asked. Now this is something that I know you do. <clears throat> this is something that I occasionally do, yes, I have been known to do this. But this is distinct from... now. I'm going to throw in here because this is, I don't know whether it's necessarily part of the role of a Geetha, but there is, I know there is sort of oracular and divinatory use of runes. Yes. And then I know that there is talismanic. Yes. And <clears throat> magical yeah. use of runes. Yeah. Which is normally the purview of the Vitki. The Vitki. Yes. The okay. runic. <clears throat> Some people who prefer to focus on runes as bind runes, as talismanic, as runic magic, mm. will sometimes use the title of Vicky, runic magician. Okay. No, I can use, I can do bind runes, mm. I can read runes, I can do some of the things that a Vicky does, but that's where their specialist field is. Yeah. So one of my specialist fields is looking at the oracular understandings, okay. the oracular sense, which is where you use the runes, I will maybe use them as self-reflection, or if I'm asked, I will read them for somebody else. Hmm. When you're reading them for somebody else, you have ethics to consider. As a caster, you have a responsibility, or as a reader, you have a responsibility to undertake that process ethically, okay. to treat that 
other human being with the utmost respect that you can. Yeah. And it's something that uh, sometimes I've been asked about is what are the things to consider when you cast for somebody else? Mm. What are the things that you can keep in mind yeah. when you're casting for somebody else? Casting rooms for me is not something that's undertaken lightly. Okay. It's not a party trick. It's not a parlour trick. It's not something that I use to show off. Mm. It's not um, something that I can use to assert my authority with by saying, I can do a thing and you can't. Yeah. That's not how I tend to approach castings. Mm. I will generally wait to be asked but that's because I don't want to go to somebody and go, I can cast the rooms for you and give you this answer. That's asserting my authority. Yeah. And that's not the way I feel it should be approached. Again, we can't tell you how to heathen. And that said, <coughs> no, I mean, we can't, no, of course not, no. But, I mean, it, it, it is worth, there is, uh, I mean, there is a, a, a tradition <laughs> of people who wrote in rooms. Yes. If not necessarily... <coughs> you know, using them for divinatory purposes or, or, or what yeah. have you. But, um, I mean, historically, people who could write runes were not shy about telling everyone. And they, uh, they, you know, they would they quite wrote. often write, you know, quite often write, so I'm just th I'm thinking about the guy at Mays Howe that chiseled into the, into the, yeah. the, the, the lintel stone saying, Indeed. such and such, Eric or whoever, wrote these runes up high. Yes. And it's like, this sentence served no purpose at all, apart from saying, I did these runes. Yes, it you know. does, but we're talking about something slightly different, especially in the modern day. So there are things to, for me, this episode is probably going to be very, very UPG heavy. Yeah. This is how I personally approach this subject. It might not be how you personally approach this subject. Hmm. There are always options to look at. You are not wrong for not doing it like Suzanne does it. Yeah, because hmm. my way suits me yeah. just fine and has evolved and changes mm. so these are the things that I've found are my way through some of the issues that you might come across yeah so if you read runes you might come to a point where you feel confident enough to read for other people mm. and you might pick as your first willing victims <laughs> your family and friends people that you know yeah and gradually when you get more and more confident in being able to conduct a reading, being able to link the meanings together, being able to see the subtle nuances between the runes where they interact with each other, mm. you might then come to a point where you think, hey, I can do this. Mm. And I want to go and read for people that I don't know. So your first thought is, do you charge for mm. this? You know, Do you view these as messages from the gods, messages from the norns? Do you view these as just self-reflection that somebody can do yeah. from my own practice with them they throw up more questions than answers and they tend to throw up the questions that I really don't want to look <laughs> at so that is there when I look at the runes and I look at reading there is nowhere for me to hide I can't skim over the uncomfortable part and go no I don't really want to focus on that because the chances are the runes will put that front and centre and go deal with this I think it's fair to say that would be the case in almost any system of sincere self-reflection. I mean, everything yeah. from, you know, any kind of mystical system, uh, any, you know, sort of divinatory system like this, but even out to, you know, more 
sort of earthly things, you, mm. know, you know, meditation techniques or even therapy. Yeah. You know, ultimately <clears throat> it's going if you, if to, you, yeah. if you burrow deep enough, you're going to find questions that are going to make you go, I don't really want to go there. Don't really want to, yeah, don't want to tackle that right now. And the rooms are going, no, you need to tackle that right this now. Is, this is what's in front of you. This is what is in front of you and this is what you need to focus on. You'll go, okay, fine, I'll focus on that for a while. So the first thing you can consider is, do you charge for that service? Mm. If you do, you may take the view that your service, you are an experienced caster, your service is a valuable one, therefore you want to put a price on it. That may discourage some clients from coming to you at all. Mm. But if you are undertaking that at, say, an event where there's a large amount of people that you don't know coming and sitting down at your booth or your table, how do you earn back the costs of hiring your table? Yeah. If you don't set a price, do you say to people, just put some coins in the pot? Do you say to people, it's what you can afford to pay? Yeah. Do you say to people, the information that I give you afterwards, decide what that information is worth to you? you say to people no one is turned away for lack of funds yeah. how do you value that skill do you find a way for a larger amount of people to access it or do you put a value on that skill knowing that if you don't price it yeah people will not think it's worth anything this is yeah so that's your <clears throat> one of your ethical difficulties is how do you price it do yeah. you price it yeah. do you just say look you know, buy me a sandwich, buy me a coffee, yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah. it is, you know, pay what you can afford to come to the table. Or do you put a set value on it? Do you put a sliding scale on it? This is a very, very personal question. Yeah. And lots of answers to this one. Lots and lots and lots of answers to this one. Some people may want to pay you a certain amount, mm. which may be over or under the amount that you expect them to donate to you. There's also... An additional issue mm. here in the United Kingdom. Yes. In that the law does not recognise various methods of oracular entertainment. Oracular <laughs> divination, obtaining yeah. information by, shall we say, inverted commas, supernatural means. Cartomancy, bibliomancy, tea leaf. Romancy. Yeah. I forgot what the tea leaf one is. Uh, Can't remember. Mugomancy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mugomancy. Chocomancy. Whatever it is. Yeah. But yes, of course, in 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 Britain, uh, the law here does specifically disallow yes. charging for a again inverted commas supernatural. Psychic service, service, a psychic yeah. service, yeah. And if you actually come to, if if you're actually in Britain or if you come to Britain and you see adverts for psychic readers, mediums of any kind, card, um, professional card readers, card readers, all that sort of thing, you will always find somewhere in their paraphernalia there will be a a, a line saying this service is for entertainment only. Yes. Because this is the way they they have to legally they have to put that disav- onto their... disavow the idea <laughs> that they're offering a. A, a psychic, thing, a thing a that the law doesn't recognise exists as a, as a thing. Yes. So this started. Where did this start? Legally. Witchcraft Act. 
It started with the Witchcraft Act, which was 17... Squiggly Spoo. 17 Squiggly Spoo. I would have to look it up. Okay. We can look um, it up. Lovely listeners, we'll put a link in the comments like we usually do. Go find it. And the, witch, <laughs> the, witch, the Witchcraft Act covers all manner of... of um, of, of, of things that these thou shalt not lots of lots of sort of uh, I think it's fair to say Christian centric, you know, yeah, given the state of the because the, at the, time, the dominant yes. religion yeah. at, at the time was Christianity and still is Christianity, but yeah, so you had the fraudulent uh, the, the the witchcraft act was repealed in 1951, yeah, and this I know because this was when Wicca started being a thing, yes, because Gerald Gardner who did his popularized let's say popularized Wicca. Yeah. He came public, went public with it in 1951 because he was no longer in danger of falling foul of the Witchcraft Act. Mm. The Witchcraft Act was replaced by a piece of legislation called, unfortunately, the Fraudulent Mediums, Mediums Act. Act. Yeah, nothing um, about being a fraudulent large. No, no, absolutely. So I'm not. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the Fraudulent Mediums Act was intended to cover people who were uh, to deal with people who were exploiting. Yeah, exploiting the vulnerable yeah. and 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 um, you know misle- deliberately misleading people and so on. I remember um, going to a psychic study group, mm. and the leader of the group coming up to me saying, "Oh gosh, are you a medium?" And I said, "No, I'm a large." <laughs> she didn't get it. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, I was in hysterics, and she was just stood there going, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I it, thought it was hilarious. But it's the joke, isn't really? it? It was the joke. The joke. Somebody... Saving that joke. Somebody and says she to you, not get it. Somebody says to you, "Are you a medium?" That's the answer. It's either oh. I'm a small or I'm a large. It's... Yes, just no denied. Then the striking a happy medium, which is a, another one. Yeah, another another old favourite. <laughs> you won't be very happy after you've done that. No, don't do it. <laughs> You're striking an unhappy medium, and they're really not a good idea. <laughs> so carry on. Fraudulent Moving Mediums on. Act, 1951. So the Fraudulent Mediums Act technically has also been re- now been repealed in theory it well it has yeah. and it's been cut it's been instead the um offenses that it it's been sub- defined subserved subsumed subsumed it's been subsumed it into kind of sounded like that trading standards regulations bless them indeed uh so technically speaking there is still uh, there's an understanding that people offer the service and people want the service. Yes, and there's no way to legally regulate that because you don't no get licences, you don't get regulated, you don't get on a list. Or no. So what happens is the the law requires that it be declared. The only time it is allowable is if it is for entertainment purposes only, which is or if it's a religion. <clears throat> yes. So you find that people mediums who operate within the 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 of the spiritualist churches. Yes. They're fine because they're a they're not charging. Yes. And b that's part of the religious structure that they are they're following. So that's that's fine. Um, otherwise, a medium or a diviner or a an oracle of any sort has to offer their services as entertainment specifically. So they have in to, the UK. This is in the UK. So they yeah. have to explicitly say this is for entertainment only, and anybody coming to them wanting their service has to. Understand has to understand that that is the the basis for it, and that way, the fraud of the medium that that goes away and everybody's fine. Yes, right. Okay. So, big plus point: check the law where you are. Yes. (laughs) Before you start offering the service. Before you start offering the service, have a nosy round, see what other people do, see what laws might apply to you 
In the UK, it's trading standards, so you have to put for entertainment purposes only if you want to go and hire a venue and have an evening of it. Although we should throw in at this point, we are not lawyers. I'm not a lawyer. This is this is as we understand it to be. We yes absolutely disclaim uh, any idea that we're giving legal advice here. All yeah. we're really saying is make sure you do the checking. Yeah, do do the checking thing, especially if you're going to do go to you know if you want to hire out for an event mm-hmm. and you want to deal with a large number of readings in one evening. You might find when you start reading rooms that you can do maybe two or three. It might take you a reading or two to, to warm up and to key in and to get going and to, to warm up all your little brain muscles that are going to do all that kind of work. Yeah. And after that, you might be able to do two or three that are very, very accurate. You might only be able to do one or two at the beginning. Mm. And then you'll gradually work up, especially if you want to go do things like events where you've got a number of members of the public coming to you. Yeah. Then start working on how many you can do in a row. Not because it's the Olympics, but because you don't want to get halfway through an event and get tired out. Mm. <laughs> it's not a good it's not a good look for your first public event to get shattered after you've done three and you've got another twelve people in the queue. And I think it's fair to say that at least when you're well I mean I think it's just basically a case of after how many, you know, but when you when you're first beginning. Yes. I think it does seem to be a very, very tiring Thing it to be doing. will be mentally tiring mm. and it's something like a, a gymnast like a painter it's a skill that you have to practice mm. and keep practicing and keep it sharp and keep it focused mm. uh, lovely listeners we'll throw some links into the description as we usually do for me the ethics of casting rooms for others or for interacting with other human beings are a hugely important way of how i interact with people mm. Yeah, we'll throw you some links in. Go and have an explore. (laughs) Go and find stuff out. So, if you want to find us online, ask us questions, ask us stuff, throw us things, say hi, throw us a friend request. It's all good. Please do. That would be awesome. We'd love to know who's sitting out there around the virtual campfire and having a listen to us two prattle on. (laughs) Which we do on occasion. (laughs) Which we have been known to do. I've been Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook under Suzanne Martin. You can also find me on Twitter. And if you want to find me, because you've got nothing better to do, (laughs) um, the best way to do so is probably to go to my shabby excuse of a website at glassrain.net. Very rarely updated, but it does have links to my social media accounts. So by all means, come talk to me. Yeah. We'd love to know who's sitting out around around the virtual campfire. And we will... Talk to you all next time for episode 40. 40! 40! 40. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye.